This podcast is sponsored by Barclay Estates and Management Bristol. Whether you're a landlord or a tenant, Barclay Estates and Management are committed to providing you with the best possible service. We provide a hassle-free service for landlords and access to properties all over Bristol and the surrounding areas. Hello and welcome to Robins Reunited. My name is Patch and this is one of three Ashton Gate 8 specials. With me today, I have got on my left-hand side, Trevor Tainton. Now Trevor, 593 appearances, the third highest number of appearances, only John Attio and, and Lewis Carey have got more appearances than yourself. 28 goals from midfield, I'm reliably informed. Born in Bristol, uh, went through the academy and got a pro contract at £8 a week um, and a city supporter to boot. So what is it like, first of all, as a city supporter to become a Bristol City player? I think every youngster has got their hometown and club that they go and watch uh, from week to week. And I wasn't any different with that. I used to come down on the, on the special buses to Ashton Gate with my mates, watch the games and think how lucky I would be if I ever got in that position, and yeah. I was lucky enough to get there. Oh, fantastic. And the third highest appearance holder at Bristol City as well. Your, your name's up on the inside of the stadium, which you'll see tomorrow if you haven't seen already. Um, but, you know, fantastic servant of the club. So first of all, as a fan, thank you very much for your service to the club. Um, your debut was against Carlisle in 1967, with City sitting near the bottom of Division 2 at the time. Making your debut must have been a, a great occasion in itself. Yeah, one of the big points that you always remember in your career, uh, making your debut and scoring some goals. Um, I wasn't any different from anybody else. It was a great occasion for me and my family and uh, something I shall always remember. Absolutely. And your first goal came away to Sheffield United in August 1969. Do you remember much about that day and the goal? No, not a great deal. Um, I didn't score many goals. I wasn't a goal scorer, but um, I was part of a very, very good team with well, lots of different characters in. You say you didn't score many goals. Well, I managed to find one. Did for you. you here we go we're going to see this now on the on the big screen so uh, talk us through this can you remember this goal it's at Ashton Gate and it's a strike from at least 20 25 yards I reckon I think we've got a slight deflection slight, well we won't talk I about the deflection <laughs> so it's versus Ipswich you played it off on Trev yeah yeah you don't remember much about that goal but it's a good strike nonetheless yeah they all count <laughs> absolutely We'll jump across to, to Jerry now. Um, so Jerry, 490 appearances uh, at right back or centre midfield. 29 goals. So you actually got one more goal than uh, Trevor Tainton. So uh, you can brag about that. All-rounder at Greenock Morton, uh, even even in goal at one point as well, I, right. I'm, I'm yeah. informed. That's right. Uh, signed for City for £22,000 or it was described at the time as a quart of dolly mixtures. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> yeah. So um, tell us about your nickname at the time, Yifter the Shifter. Where has that come from? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was uh, during the Olympic Games. There was a little guy from, America, from Africa and could he run and he won the cross countries and what, what have you in the yeah. long distance running. So when I came to the club, I was lucky enough to get in front and stay in front in the cross countries. So I think it was be speedy it gave me the name, Yifter the Shifter. Brilliant, I love that. <laughs> and it stuck with me. And we've, um, so I've been looking through 
lots of lots of archive footage and I've seen a number of Maisie runs in from you cutting in from the right hand side and getting into advanced positions was that was that your game was it trying to get into those advanced positions because in the modern game where we look at them you know we've got like the wing back role mm -hmm. but it was more of like a you know traditional right back role wasn't it yes yes it was definitely a right back position but I like to get forward and uh, I had good players playing with me like if I went and a a run down the right hand side that wee man across there would would come and just double check my position and make sure <laughs> that if it broke down somebody would be in a position to yeah. stop the player coming forward so yeah. it was a good uh, it was good to play with Trevor and, and his like because uh, it allowed me to get forward and yeah. I liked getting forward yeah didn't we all um, so a memorable goal in the promotion season at West Brom but do you remember scoring at Ashton Gate in the late 70s, a League Cup fourth round versus Nottingham Forest? I do. You do? It's a, it's, this is a fantastic finish. Thank you. So it's a, it's a ball out wide and it's a dink over the top of the keeper. Look at this. It is. Only Peter Shelton there. Putting it past. The Peter best goal, Shilton, best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah. So what? What a finish that was. Did you um, of your twenty nine goals? That's got to be up there. It's one of your oh, favourites. Without a doubt, without a doubt, that one and the one at Sunderland. Finish. Yeah. Um, and when I got the ball, I, I looked at Shilton, had positioned himself, and I thought, "There's no way that I'm going to smack that and beat him out, beat him with power." Jimmy Mann done it to him, but I couldn't do that. Yeah. So I said, the only way in my head, the only way I can beat him is to dink it. And I tried it and it worked. Great shot. He did get me after the game and he said, uh, <laughs> Don't do that again. <laughs> you lucky get. You tried to cross that ball, didn't you? <laughs> you know, Peter, I didn't. Brilliant. Now that is fantastic. Um, so the, the two of you obviously playing in the same team for a number of years. Is there any, is there any stories that stand out for you that the fans might not have heard? You know, nights out or anything like that. In the in the previous episodes <laughs> of Robins Reunited, we've had Sean Taylor heading a disco ball. We've had all sorts of stories, but um, any that you can think of and share, we can we can talk about. Well, some of the stories we can't share with you, I'm afraid. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll turn the others. we'll turn the camera off for that one. Yeah, there are other things that. Uh, yeah. Was there much of an of a of a, a going out after the game scene that must have been commonplace? Where did you go up, Clifton or? I wouldn't say it was. I wouldn't say it was common. No, okay. It was common. Yeah. There was one or two players that would go out, but there was quite a few players who would just because uh, what we used to do in away games was we go to the, play the game, come back, and we got to the supporters' lounge, and we'd sit and we'd chat to one another about the game, how we played, did what did we do right, what did we do wrong, and we would point the finger at one another, and the good thing was. If somebody pointed a finger at me, I would say, yeah, hold my hand up. Yeah. Somebody pointed a finger at Trevor. Yeah, I think you're right. I could have done better. But hold hand up. And we were very good at that. And I think that helped us in, uh, in, pre in, in games to follow. That we've we seen, we made mistakes. We're not going to make the same mistakes again. Yeah, and that's and really interesting you should say that because I've got Matt over my left shoulder. and we, So we run um, a, the bonus show, which is uh, post-match reaction to every game. And we we go through each piece of play and give our thoughts on it, and then we do sort of the ratings and things like that. And you always feel bad judging the players on their performance, but you sort of saying that was more commonplace back in back in the seventies. Well, it was with us. Yeah, I don't know about other teams. It was a bit common with us when we would finish the game, 
get the bus back to the ground and, and get up and talk about the game. Yeah. And where we've done good things, where we've done bad things, and where we need to improve. I thought we were very good at that. I thought the team was very, very good at that. Yeah, but as players, I think you know when you've had a bad game. You know that, yeah. Uh, sometimes mm. you need. Uh, Do you always want to hear it? <laughs> well, um, there's different characters. You know, everybody's different with their ways and and likes and dislikes. Some players you can put an arm round and and they'll go out and give you another ten percent. Yeah. Other players you can give a right rollick into and they go the other way. And it's all about man management, I think, mm. with players and and how they're treated. Brilliant. No, that's yeah, great. But we didn't shout at one another. When we had a little chats, we didn't shout at one another. Mm. We spoke to one another. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't like you, you were giving him a rollick and, and as Trev said, if somebody's had a bad game, most of the lads knew he had a bad game. He knew he had a bad game. So you would sort of mm. cushion it away and not speak too much about uh, mistakes he made during the game. And I think that helped. That yeah. helped. Yeah. Um, Jerry's been described as the joker in the pack, particularly with the youngsters in the squad. Trevor, I'm going to ask you about this. Any any stories? <laughs> any examples? <laughs> I do remember once... Um, Here we go. ...on the coach. Jerry's face now. ...on the coach, yeah. Our driver, Jock, bless him. And, uh, yeah, Jerry had a go at him for trying to park up one day in the, in the, in the car park in the... in a club. And... Uh, yeah, Jock got in quite a state <laughs> and he eventually ended up shouting at Jerry, if you can do any better, you come up here and drive the coach yourself. And that was just one little one did. little episode. I know you did. And you yeah, did what you, you did. did. You parked the did. coach. He went yeah. up there. Yeah, it was funny. It wasn't, it wasn't serious. And Jock said, yeah, you come up and do it yourself. Go Brilliant. And I went up and done it. Well, so you must have a favourite practical joke that you played. You know, are we talking, <laughs> are we talking jelly in the football boots? Uh, I don't know. No, no, no. Um, have you ever heard of a heating thing called capsuline? No. It's a very warm little piece of ointment, and if you put it on, we used to put. Oh, it like on, deep heat, heat sort of. It, it's a lot stronger than deep oh, heat. Oh right, so okay. Yeah. And uh, for a prank, I got hold of one of the lads' jock strap <laughs> and laced it with capsuline. Oh wow! <laughs> Do you remember who it was? Yes. <laughs> I don't think I should tell. <laughs> Go on. Come on. It was Chris Garland. Chris Garland. Excellent. Because Chris was always up for a joke and his heart. Yeah. And, uh, he got to the training ground. He was mm, jumping about. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> you? That was you, wasn't it? <laughs> so he runs into the changing rooms to take his jock strap off. Yeah. And he got a rollicking off Dixie for leaving the training ground. <laughs> I got to go to the toilet. You should have been to the toilet before this. <laughs> this is my time. So Chris, you get a share it. You get ridiculed for that from the manager. Uh, that little prank I liked. That's fantastic. I love that. Um, also, a great penalty taker. I've been informed um, n taking no run up on your no, penalties. No, 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 no. I, no? I wouldn't say it was a great penalty kick. Okay. <laughs> um, we're, we're practicing. I can't even mind what we're practicing for. Um, Cup think, game, maybe. I think it was a cup game against the Rovers. I think it was a Gloucester Cup. Right. The season was finishing, and uh, we're playing Rovers tonight. Okay. Both at worst penalties. Okay. Let's have a. And the boys were up taking penalties, and I just stood, put the ball down, looked at Cash. He dived that way because <laughs> in those days, in those days, 
the number of people that come up to take a penalty kick or take a free kick or take a pass, they would concentrate in there and as you go to the left, he thinks you're going to hit it to the right hand side yeah. and you just turn your foot and knock it to the left. See? Keepers were clever, so they cottoned onto this. So I just kept looking at that side yeah. and just playing to that side and they would dive the wrong way. <laughs> and we were playing Rovers in the Gloucester Cup final that night and we came to penalties and I was taking the last penalty. Right. And I did exactly what I said. Yeah. Placed the ball, took a yard, the boys were telling me that Dixie was shouting, he's not taking a run, take a run, take a run. <laughs> and I just side-footed it where I was looking into the corner and Big, uh, Big Edie, it was Big Edie, wasn't it? He played him. Yeah. He tied the wrong way. You thought we were going to go on the other side and die the wrong way. Fantastic. So you're both um, in playing for City in the promotion season. Yes. Um, just going to play something in the background here, just to jog some memories about that that period. So um, the goal from Clive Whitehead. I think that's the goal that that's sort the, of that sealed that's sealed it. That's the big one. Um, what's it like to be in the middle of a pitch invasion like that? Do you? Um, Fear for your life? No. <laughs> no. no that, that was excitement beyond belief. Yeah. That was like, it was beyond reality. Like, when we started the season, I knew we were going to do well because we'd done, we'd started to progress the previous three yes. or four seasons. Yeah. And I thought, we're going to, we're going to go close here. But you're never sure because uh, football's a funny old game. And Absolutely. You, you think you've cracked it and... It brings you back down a peg. Yeah. And uh, when we got there, we got to the final, we got Clive Whitehead. We played terrible that night. So it was an early goal, wasn't it? In the, in the fourth first minute? Five, yeah, I was going to say first five yeah. minutes. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then the rest of the game, the rest of the game wasn't, wasn't great. No, we were awful. We were <laughs> very nervous. Yeah, very yeah. nervous. We'd, you must be. Yeah. yeah, and it was a case of, because um, George Graham brought Portsmouth down there and they were all full of young lads. And he'd organised them and he'd organised them really good and they made it hard for us but I think we were all a wee bit uh, frightened to take chances and mm. because normally you'd like see a pass so it's a wee bit difficult I'll try it anyway yeah. it'll go but there's no there's none of that there's none of that and I'm taking a chance like yeah, everybody was ultra cautious yeah. played poorly got the result didn't care how we played brilliant brilliant all that matters yeah. we were looking at um, Trevor we are looking at Harry Dolman on the screen here any recollections, memories? What was your relationship like as a player with, with Harry Dolman? Well, he offered my uh, first apprenticeship in his factory at Bracknell Dolman and Rogers, believe it or not. Right. Uh, my mum and dad always said to me that um, I must get something behind me in case I didn't make it in the game. Mm. And so with Mr Dolman at the club, with his factory, he offered me an apprenticeship. I think I lasted about 18 months in that. I absolutely hated it indoors. I thought you were going to say 18 days. No. <laughs> I was there about 18 months as an apprentice, and then I had to come out and go on to the ground staff and uh, and learn my trade that way. Fantastic. Brilliant. Um, I've got to say, I've got to say, my first goal, Bristol City, was assisted by Mr. Tinton. Your first goal? Yes. Ah, there we are. Playing Millwall, start of the season, three each draw. Yeah. Cross from the right. And very few times that I headed the ball into the net, <laughs> I got the end of this course and headed it into the net. Now look at this. Okay. We're oh, in the bath oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> and the open top bus parade, seeing everyone out on the street. That was great. That, that must be absolutely fantastic. Can any dream of uh, dream of doing something like that? Yeah. Um, 
we're going to come on now to the first game in the in the I would say Premier League, then first division, which is the Premier League. Memories of this day. Obviously, we're going to see now. Uh, actually, that that was what I was going to show you. This mazy run from Jerry Sweeney. Um, here, look, picks the ball up, cuts inside, takes on the whole Arsenal team, sets up someone on the right. There we go, Tom Ritchie. And the ball comes in, and this is what one of many Cheesley headers that right. tests the keeper. But your memories of that day, that first game in the top flight, and we're going to keep this footage rolling because here comes the goal That's from right. uh, from the man himself, Paul Cheesley. And what a header. Tremendous. What a header that was. He, but he was excellent in there, Big Cheese. And I, I just keep wondering to myself, yeah. had he not Got injured. injured himself in the next me. game, yeah. where we could have been. Because uh, he got picked for England the year before, you know that, don't you? Yeah. When we were playing Sunderland. And uh, I thought Dixie had phoned up uh, Don Ravey and said, look, can you spare the lad? But he said, Alan Dix, uh, Cheese said, Alan Dix come up to him and said, uh, it's your decision. Right. Whatever you want to do, mm. we'll do. And Cheese said, no, I'm going to play for the team. Why? But I want to get promotion. That's incredible. That yeah. is incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, that that day, that victory at Arsenal, um, which must have put City top of the league on day one, <laughs> <laughs> on uh, yeah. on points anyway. But um, it was well deserved the, on the that pinnacle? day as well, wasn't it, Chair? It, it was well deserved. It should have been at least two. I would think more than that. Yeah, I think double that trip. At least two, because you boys in the middle of the park run run mm. the legs off them. The boys up front tormented and. Teased the, the, the Arsenal defence. I thought Clive was outstanding. So his little clipping in crosses, he's knocked them into danger areas. And I thought the defence looked solid. And I, I thought it was great all-round performance. Good team performance, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. It must have been such a high. And then we see now you coming in for the second game. Everyone looking smart. Massive crowd at Ashton Gate. I don't know what it is, but it must have been absolutely, uh, you know, <laughs> thirty odd thousand, I guess. But yeah, here's the. Here's the moment, Cheesley yeah. on the floor. After it was it, and it was a brush with Peter Pe 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 Chilton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just come down, and that's all it was. He went on to say after this little clip yeah. that he, he he doesn't blame Peter Chilton yeah. in any way. Yeah. Um, it was just an innocuous challenge. The two of them went up, and yeah. when he came down, As he came down. He, he landed it. on his right. I think it was his, it was his left leg. Is it? Uh, well, he yes. came down in his left leg, and it just buckled, and him being a big lad. Yeah. Obviously, damaged ligaments and, and cartilages and what have you. On the screen here, we've got Les Bardsley, the physio at the time. So, in all the other previous Robins Reuniteds, they've all had a story about Buster Footman. And I know there's probably plenty of stories you've got as well because you were there with him in the Joe Jordan days. Yes, yes. But any, what was Les Bardsley like as a character? I know his son because he was my physio. But um, Les Bardsley, any, any, what sort of stories about Les? He was a right character, was Les. Yeah, I thought he might be because his son to, definitely is. He was, yeah, <laughs> he used to enjoy the five sides yeah, as well, didn't he? In the car right. park, enjoy the five sides. Yeah, he used to get involved with that. Yeah. Um, I always remember going away on tour to Spain, and uh, he fancied a dip in the water, and he started walking in, and all of a sudden there was this great big wave <laughs> coming into the shore, and poor old Les, he got he got pushed right back onto the onto the sand and. He got up and he felt so awkward about it all, so but he had a laugh himself, about give it. it give yeah. it the old Del Boy, yeah. did he? Oh, nice and cool. <laughs> he, was, he was a smashing lad. He yes. was. He was. Um, I, I've got special needs lad. 
and quite often I would go down to the ground on a Sunday and I'd take my lad with me. Mm. And if you'd only get into the physio room if you were injured. And old Les used to let my lad in and let him sit and watch him, what he was Brilliant. doing and all the rest of it. Really, really a good will. Yeah, fantastic. Superman. We've got on the screen now some other players. Um, so we've got some goals coming up here that might jog a few memories. Yes. Who's scoring this one? It's Joe, Joe Royal. Joe Royal. So Joe Royal, my, I remember my dad always telling me about his debut when he scored, was it a hat-trick or four? Four. Four, four goals. Um, remarkable, really, isn't it? And great to have a player like that at, up front that's going to get you those goals. And this was a 1-0 win at home to Liverpool. Tell us a little bit about Joe Royal. Jerry first. Um, well, yeah, he impressed straight from the off. Uh, his first game, four goals, which he, you couldn't complain about. And other games, he went on for quite a wee spell where he didn't score. But his contribution to the team was excellent. Mm. He was very good in the air. Uh, a good lad to have in the dressing room as well. He, he picked the lads up, like, you know, and he was good for a laugh. And on the pitch, he was good for the team. Yeah. Um, and I remember we were playing us in Villa once. I'm trying to think of the big centre half's name. He clouted Big Joe. Big Joe just looked at him. <laughs> he clouted him again. <laughs> and Big Joe said, You do that again. You get one chance. And he did it again. Did he? And Joe got sent off. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> he gave him off whack. Like, the, next, the next time the ball came down, he just stuck his elbow straight in his mush. Take that. Yeah. Because it probably took a lot to get a red card in 77, 78. Well, it was a red card. Joe, did, <laughs> Joe didn't even wait for the red card to be shown. He just walked off the pitch. Blimey. He just walked off the pitch. But super big guy. He was a super good Big, strong him. player. Yeah. yeah. A good team player to have in your side. Without a doubt. Trip. And uh, yeah, he certainly did a good spell for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John Shaw, goalkeeper. Uh, watch this save now. I'm sure you've seen it before, but not this one. The next one in particular. Um, again, I remember my dad telling me about some of his saves, pulling this one out the top corner, and almost yeah, and catching it as well, which you don't see a lot in the the modern game. It's more of a punch mm. now. But uh, John Shaw, the character. Yeah, we don't see a lot of John these days. I've got to say, but um, yeah, to have a keeper at the back like that uh, that comes and controls his area and makes the saves that we've just seen there on the screen. He was a real asset to us at the back, was John. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that, Trev. Yeah, uh, fantastic. Um, do, you want, do you want to talk a little bit about your return to the club in 96 under Joe Jordan? And sure, yeah. yeah uh, another big character in Joe sure, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did that come about? How did, how did that... Well, come around. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd been away from football for a while. Yeah. And uh, I was actually working for, as a postman for Big Tom Ritchie okay. in Portshead. And uh, Joe gave me a. Uh, it was like, um, what do you call him? He went to Glen Hoddle. He went to Glen Hoddle to manage. John Gorman. John Gorman went to. Uh, he was Joe's assistant and he went to help Glen Hoddle at England. Yeah. So. Big Joe gave me a tinkle. Did you have a pre-existing relationship or? With Joe? Yeah. I knew Joe when he was 17. Right. He was up in Scotland, he played with Morton. Right, uh, right, okay. Leeds United come to watch me against Cowden Beath in a cup. Yeah. And signed Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. 
So, so, so this this was him giving you a bit back. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. But, um, and he, he asked me if I'd come and help, and uh, I said yes. And unfortunately, it only lasted a yearish. It only lasted a year season. Um, we were late in the season. I think we got a couple of bad results, and the board decided to bring in John Ward and asked uh, Big Joe to leave. Mm. So I was ready to leave with Big Joe, and Joe said, you're not leaving. You've <laughs> got a contract here, and you're staying. Yeah. You're staying to get your money, so you stay, which I did. But I left at the end of the season. Um, John got his uh, regular sort of number two person, and, mm. and the club went on to get to the playoffs, but never never progressed beyond that, they, yeah. they failed in the playoffs. And in terms of bringing us up to the to, to now, do you still keep an eye out for the Bristol City score? And, 100%. Yeah, all the time? First result. Yeah. In fact, I'm at the television, and if they're not playing, I'm, I'm looking to see what's the score, what's the score, what's yeah. the score. And I've got to be honest, this season, I've been a wee bit... 95th goal, 95th minute. Yeah, you can't relax until the end, can you? That's right, yeah. <laughs> I know, I've been a wee bit concerned about that. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I know, know the manager, he works hard at his game, and I know the players are going to try harder. Yeah. I know, they'll get over it. Yeah. They'll get over it. Absolutely. Same with you, Trevor, in terms of current day? Yeah, um, I think they could do with a couple of the uh, Ashton Gate 8 at the back with the goals <laughs> that they're conceding <laughs> at the moment. You know, a back four of Jerry. Uh, Julian, Dave Rogers and, and Jeff Merrick I think would stop a lot of goals going in at the back. <laughs> I think um, that would be worth a few quid, wouldn't it? Would it would be, yeah, <laughs> it would be. Yeah, brilliant. Well, I, guys, I, I, I don't want you guys to underestimate what the fans think and thank you so much for doing what you did and uh, thank you for joining us on this podcast to talk about old times. It's a pleasure. pleasure. Hope um, you've enjoyed it. And we took the decision yeah. for the supporters yeah. and for the people that worked at the ground. Fantastic. So, no, absolutely appreciated, um, and thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay.